0: Welcome to the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope our broadcast will bless you. Our scripture reading is Luke chapter 6. That's Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 31. But I say to you who hear, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. This is the reading of the Lord. Thank you for your blessing, God, through your
1: word. Well, Happy Sabbath. We are here today continuing this series I started right before I went to my trip and then vacation. Uh, the series is called uh, Loving Life. Uh, for those of you that are coming for the first time today or hearing this for the first time today, uh, and even for you that are hearing to the internet, like uh, this series of uh, four sermons, they are meant to give you tools that are both based on science, but f- with the solid foundation of scripture of how to deal with tough things in life, uh, how to deal when we are dealing with uh, a bad stuff on your life. On my last sermon, we started by presenting the first of the four basic principles to deal with emotional crisis in your life. And the first principle was to share, like uh, we studied that uh, when we have difficult feelings that we are dealing with, uh, we need to share this with other people and especially with God, because he's the only one that can do something really about it and uh he can help us but also sharing with other people that we trust can also help us on our healing process on our healing journey and uh the title of the today's program uh also constitute the second uh the second uh principle to overcome uh feeling such sadness <laughs> anguish fear pessimism and others and the title of today is help we need each other we depend on one another help is something necessary that we all need Uh, Which sometimes we need to receive help sometimes we need to give help Uh, like on the kids story today like uh, even though I can count with my fingers, there's always some times that I'm going to need something more because my fingers are not enough. And the same principle is valid for our life. But we are not always willing to look for help. We are not always willing to accept it. Even if our takes is to press a button or to call somebody, or sometimes we are not willing to do that. But before we go any further I want to invite you to pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit on our uh study today. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for another day in our lives. You know we know by the Bible that we want you want us to live fuller lives. You said I I came for you to have life and and life in abundance but we live life sometimes that are full of strife full of problems things that are rob our peace and help us today study today to find a ways tools to following you to uh, get rid of those bad feelings and grow with more health and grow with more uh, happiness in our life. Guide us here as we study. Help us illuminating our minds with Scripture, and help us to discover you, another way that You design for us to f- find wholeness and happiness in our lives. That's what we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a very famous. Uh, English poet called uh, John Donne. Uh, he's from the 16th century, and uh, he wrote several things. And one of his famous uh, meditations, uh, he, ca- he called the meditation 17th. Uh, he wrote uh, a passage that was later used by another famous uh, uh, writer called Ernest Hemingway in his novel from. Whom the bells tolls. Tools. John Donne had already suggested that no man could exist alone. And he wrote in his poem, No man is an island entirely in itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is less, as well as if a promontory were... As well as if a promontory were. As well as any manner of thy friends or of thy own were. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never sent to know for whom the bell tolls. It calls for thee. And what that poem says is that basically we are all interconnected. Our lives are not independent. Although here on this day and age, like uh, we live segregated lives, like we live in high rises and we live uh, or even when we don't live in high rises, but we live far away from our neighbors. We don't talk with people. We try to keep private. Even though uh, we live like that, our lives are still interconnected, we need other people to live. Even if I don't get out of my home, I need people to work on the electrical company to keep me warm. Or I need like all sorts of other things that people are doing for me, even unbeknownst to me. Uh, The loss of a human being is also our loss. So, every time somebody uh, dies, even if I don't know it, even if it's not related to me, even if it's not even from our church family, uh, it's, that's a loss for humanity. And uh, why? Because with a person, a story dies. Uh, lessons that we could learn. And uh, the sound of the bells, as the poet said, and, uh, they are re- a reminder of our own uh, frailty of our own shortness of life. And uh, during many years, I used to work with security. And one of the maxims we had is like that uh, you are as secure as your weakest link. We saw uh, security as a chain. And like it's the chain is as strong as the weakest link. And the same can be said For human life. We are all linked to each other. And like. uh, I can be the superman. But if somebody that I love. Is sick. Is ill. Is going through problems. That affects me. So. uh, And because we are fragile. We need each other. But. uh, Why sometimes. We have such a hard time. To admit it. To seek for help. To uh, try to find support in others. I suggest two main reasons. And the first factor is that we find difficult to accept that we need help. In other words, we are proud. We think we can handle. Uh, To seek and, uh, and accept help we need to exercise the virtue of humility. Uh, And uh, secondly, we find difficult to seek and accept help from others because we are not usually willing to help others. So, and that immediately blocks us to try to seek help for ourselves. So, in order to Really, thrive. We need to exercise another virtue, the virtue of altruism. When we are more humble and altruistic, we will be more ready to receive and offer help. And uh, we all need help to alleviate our suffering. Like uh, even if you're not sick. If you're not helping by others, you got to be in problem. Like uh, I heard through prayer meeting that like uh, Sylvester was working for like days on end. Like long hours to try to recover power in, in the Lansing area that like thousands of people were without uh, uh, light. And like those people didn't even know knew him. But he, they needed his help, and he was working to restore uh, the energy that would bring them comfort. So, like, uh, just as small kids, they get help from their fathers. We should be willing to get help from others. Like, I see a lot of kids here today, and I saw a lot of fathers. And I see also a lot of fathers that have like older kids. Some ki- some kids are older than me. But uh, uh, one thing that you probably remember. It's like that uh, every time your kid falls, like they uh, get a scratch or a head bump or something, what do they do? They look to you. They run to you. They want help. Uh, sometimes just mom's embrace or like a kiss like it's the best medicine because they are looking for that help and that support uh, we need to seek help as individuals as well like sometimes we are like drowning on the ocean of problems of our life and we try to fend by ourselves and we forget That we are a family. We are here to help each other. And just as sometimes we need to seek. uh, To an expert. To heal our wounds. We also need. To seek other people. Seek help of other people. To heal our own emotional. And spiritual wounds. When I was a kid. I was like a, a. Very. Very. Active, I guess. If I was like living today, I probably would be labeled as hyperactive or something, uh, because like I was something else. Like, uh, uh, I I don't I I don't know if I share with you guys. Like that, I, was, I, I so I was so hyper that uh, my favorite fruit is uh, guava, and I had uh, a cousin was my, my mom's cousin. That near lived nearby where my grandma lived. And I was after school on my grandma's. And I was in this cousin every day because her guava trees. And, but I was causing havoc and breaking things. And like, uh, and uh, once she discovered that I was there for the trees, she cut it out. So I would not go there any longer. So I was that nice. But uh, in one of those days... I was playing with my younger brother and uh, and uh, some other people. Uh, we are playing tag and we are running around the house and in and out and like uh, and I like was almost getting to my brother and I he was entering to the kitchen door and I felt and I went flying right on the corner of the door. And like it, uh, I hit my head, but it couldn't. It. Like, uh, and it was bleeding. And funny how we are. Like, I was screaming like, oh, my leg, my leg, my leg. And then my brother said like, but your head, like it's, you have a big cut. is like uh, bleeding. And then I, oh, my head, my head, my head. Like, uh, I was not uh, so... My mom or my dad, I can't remember, they came, they had to bring me to the doctor because it was a deep wound and it was in a very sensitive area, so I had to be looked and that was my first stitch. I still have the some of the scars up to today and if you look real close, you're going to see a, a little like a, a divide right here because the those follicles never really grow back again and uh and the point of the story is like that uh, like in my previous words my mom would uh put something there's something red i, I can't remember the name now but was like uh stink like like the sting like snake bites or something snake bites was horrible but was healing she would put this on me and that but on that case she felt that was above her pay grade and she had to bring me to a specialist she needed help herself she was the one that was looking for help and she needed help herself uh and uh that's why sometimes we have to seek help from even people that are specialized, like therapists and uh, some counseling and st- st- things like that. But uh, I dare to say that's our first extreme cases, because in most cases, our problems could be solved if we enlist help of people around, around us. If we just rely on other people to help us through we have to learn from the children uh, that getting up and seeking help is a elementary principle of life. We would not be alive today if it was not by help of others. We need each other. And uh, I have something that's very special that I need to share with you today. Uh, and... Uh, the thing is that we need the help of others to alleviate our suffering. You cannot get through our problems in, our life, in your life alone. You can; it's harder, but like, uh, and you can get even more damage on the process if you try to do things by yourself. Uh, but helping is a two-way street because, in the same way, when uh, we are seeking help of others we also unbeknownst to us helping other people as well we are benefited both when we receive help of somebody but we are also benefited when we give help to other people in the sake of illustration i want to share a a a fable that i read like long time ago uh and the fable tells that there was a little girl and uh the little girl was like uh walking on her garden and like was happy and and like uh she saw a little butterfly that what ha- the butterfly was uh stuck in a in a stick so she couldn't fly and uh carefully she removed the butterfly without damaging her more her wings and the butterfly Called fly away. And then suddenly she comes back. And the butterfly. And that's a fable. It's not reality. So uh, She spoke with the little girl. And said like. By your kindness. I will grant you your greatest wish. And the little girl. Thought for a moment and replied. I want to be happy. And then the butterfly. Came to her ear. And uh, whispered. Something on, onto her ear and ever since that day that uh little girl was as happy as, it, as she as she could be. She lived her life with happiness and now she was in old age near to her death. She, but she was she was always smiling, always happy, always like being kind and uh uh whenever people come to her and ask, what's your this, what's your secret? Tell me why you're so happy. Then she would say, I release a butterfly. And that made me happy. But when she was quite old, people were afraid that she will die and never share the reality of their secret. And then they started to beg, like, please tell us. Tell us what's the secret. Tell us what the butterfly said. And... Uh, this time, the old lady thought and then she said, she told me that our people, no matter how secure they seem to be, they all need me. In fact, we all need each other. We all need each other's attention, affection, friendship. And there will be always somebody or something that we can do for others. That was the big secret that she learned when you help some someone, no matter how small you are investing in your own happiness, because in the way God wired us, when we help somebody that uh, activates stuff on our brain that makes us happy too, and has some healing powers over of, of, uh, over us uh we always. We always, we always hear about that. That's, it's good for us to help others. But sometimes we kind of think as if helping others is an option. It's one of the many options we have in life. But I want to tell you that, like, really, if you look in the way God made us, helping others is not optional. If you want to have a happier life, you need to help one another. That's why Paul said, like, many years after Jesus, that, like, we have to carry the burdens one another, help one another, because we are one in Christ. And that's by design. Uh, the Bible states the following. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which uh, God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them and uh, being a principle of that verse states a principle of human human life uh, a principle that brings us together God made us to do good deeds we are made to make one another happier and to make the world around us a better place when we don't do that we are hurting ourselves And uh, the biblical text, uh, if you read from Genesis to Revelation, you're going to find tons of advice on that way, pointing that was part of God's design for us to help one another. And uh, let's read another text, Isaiah 117, that says, Learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow." That's helping those that cannot help themselves. God is calling us to do this. And uh, in Galatians 6 verse 9, Paul says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we don't, lo- if we don't lose heart. Like God is saying like for us to do good not to get something in return immediately leave the results with him and uh, there's one one thing more that I want to share with you Oops, I want to share a video but uh, before I I share the video I want to share a little bit about where this video was made that video was made in Thailand and Thailand is on a culture on their cultural frame you don't have strangers it's okay for you to help friends. I mean family. But helping like uh, people that are on the streets. Sick people. If they are that way. It's because God made that way. Or like they are cursed by the gods or whatever. So it's like it's not an altruistic thing. You're, if you're helping uh, somebody that's mitigating on the streets. You are like doing something that's not really socially acceptable and you are seen as a weak person. So on that background, that uh, movie, that little short move was done. You're going to have to read the subtitles, but... What เขาจะไม่ได้อะไรเลยไม่ได้รวยขึ้นไม่ได้ออกทีวีได้มันได้มีชื่อเสียงที่มากขึ้นสิ่งที่เข้าได้คือได้ <Hands bin ukivazo> Thing and He received what money cannot buy. Uh like we always as the bible says we always uh reap what we sow and uh the most beautiful thing is like when we plant good deeds we're gonna receive happiness like uh leo Tolstoy was a russian writer that he once said the joy of doing good Is the only true happiness. And he was right. Like uh, we are wired. To help one another. Like that's the way God made. And that's something that. Just today. Despite like the. Hundreds of different biblical counsel. On that direction. Just like on the past few decades. Modern science had been playing catch with the Bible. Uh, There was a study done by the University of Chicago that lists the happiest professions on the world. And uh, do you see what's on the top of the list? Clergy, firefighters, physical therapists, teachers, uh, psychologists, artists. And do you realize what most of those jobs have in common? They are based in helping other people to grow and to realize their full potential. And uh, that's what the researchers uh, attribute uh, as the cause of their placement on the rank. On the other hand, take a look on the top 10 list of the most unhappy professional uh, professions of the world made by a website ca- called career bliss. Most of the uh, unhappy professions, what you see in common with those? They are seeking themselves. They are seeking to, to help. Nobody like as their primary goal is like a self surfing uh thing and uh, that is by design like god when he invented us he invented us he to be like him and what we find on the bible more about god he's all about helping others he's all about like having other centered love so helping others uh is it really a secret of a of a happier life let's see another research from a guy called martin uh seligman i hope i'm not butchering his name uh through uh several years of research martin seligman He was a researcher for the University of Pennsylvania. He figured out that happiness is actually a a mathematical formula. It's a sum of three things. Pleasure, engagement, and meaning. And uh, meaning can be achieved through the exercise of religion and the practice of good. And uh, the research shows... That religious people consider themselves happier than non-religious people, on average. And they they also have less depression, less anxiety, and less suicide. Uh, there is another interesting study made by a guy called Michael McCullough from the Miami University. And uh, he basically says... That uh, the belief in God, that the belief that God is watching over us, uh, has a, a positive effect. Is the As he says, is the full-scale equivalent of thinking, if I can't pay the rent, my dad will help me out. In other words, it's a comfort, a guarantee, that in the end, injustice will be corrected and our efforts will be recognized so both in helping and in being helped by uh our good things and uh the salomon he measured the effects of altruism in the in uh, the laboratory he made like several human tests like with people over the years and he found something that was remarkable. One single act of kindness can effectively improve a person's happiness level for up to two months. Five acts of kindness per week significantly boosted the, the, the test subjects' spirits. And if all the five are performed on the same day the benefit was even greater and uh, meaning can also be achieved by building something that survives you but by, by creating a legacy the classic example of this is raising children uh, like I was so proud like visiting my daughter and her where she works and seeing the results of his work I felt like uh, Rejuvenated. And uh. Another. Thing that he found out. That the belief that our life is important. Also helps. Contributes for our happiness. And when we. Uh, help one another. That brings that meaning. To our life. That I'm important to somebody. Uh. Like uh. Kindness and happiness. Uh. Are special indeed because uh, they are scientifically proven to give us a better quality of life. There's another researcher called uh, Claire Buckis, and uh, she mentions that the attitudes of affection, of respect, of uh like respecting others respecting your elders they have more benefit on you than you can imagine and uh, in addition of like uh, boasting the self-esteem of others the ones that you are honoring they actually benefit you they help us to live longer and uh, her companion professor Sonja and I gonna butcher this name Lubyomrinsky something like that of the University of California asked the participants of a study to practice uh, during a week ten acts of kindness. she found that uh, the happiness increased throughout the period of the of the tests among the students too, who practice that kindness, uh, like simple things holding a door for the stranger, uh, helping somebody cross the street washing somebody's dishes or uh, bring, carry a heavy packet to somebody buying uh, something for a stranger those things they help the students to feel better with themselves and improve their health so let's go over some tips of uh, how to practice kindness then just in case you're running out of ideas buy food or something for homeless people, for people that cannot find uh bind by themselves, like uh, visit a nursing home and hang around people that don't receive any visits or that receive less visits than the others uh visit the orphanage uh or bring a toy to a to a kid that cannot buy their own their own toys. Help somebody to bring some, uh, to carry some heavy uh, luggage, and if necessary, carry the person too. And uh, open a door for somebody. Invite somebody to a meal. There is several things we can do. We can even teach our kids to be helpful and to be nice and courteous with other people, and that will help you. And you help them as well, and uh we I could go on and on and on with the examples, but I don't want to drag that sermon to for too more too long, but uh we can increase the levels of empathy with others by doing those things, and uh if you have kids around you, reward kindness. When you see a kid doing a good thing, compliment them so you can develop that trade on them because you help them to have uh, uh, healthier lives. There's, as I said, there are countless ways to do kindness. But I want to share two things with you guys before uh, too long. One thing is uh, what I learned with this book. Uh, Kindness is good for us. In many ways, one of the authors of this book, the professor Stephen Post, uh, he has examined the evidence that being kind is good for your health. You actually increase your health by helping other people. In a 2016 study of churchgoers found that those who regularly help others had better mental health and less depression than other people. Other studies have found that sympathetic people are less likely to suffer from chronic illnesses and their immune system tend to be better. There is a direct correlation, says Post, between well-being and happiness and health in kind, of, in kind people. So it's directly connected. There's a, also another study from 2005, from the Hebrew University in Israel, they found a link between kindness and the gene that releases dopamine. That's like the feel-good neurotransmitter that your brain releases. And uh, that study is kind of uh, expounded on this book, The Healing Power of uh, Doing Good. Alan Lurks, uh, he published this book in 91. It's an old book, but still very up-to-date. And he found that who, who had kind attitudes, uh, they actually described the, these acts of kindness with very physical sensations. They felt things on their bodies. And they felt like feeling more energetic, more warm, calmer, uh, more self-respecting. And uh, he even dubbed this phenomena the helping wave. And that's real. I want to share a, a story that happens with in my family uh when i was in seminar in brazil like uh, during my seminar years uh like i was in the middle of a crisis both on the globe like the 2008 uh, crisis that uh, was caused by the mortgage uh, bankruptcies and stuff like that and that was have, had worldwide consequences. But I also was in a financial crisis of my own because I was uh, splitting with my partner that was like uh, uh, being dishonest and we were fighting. So, our, our money, I lost tons of money and like my, and even the little bit that I still had for about half a year was, I could not touch it because. Uh, was being, the judge needed to decide and while the judge was deciding, none of us could touch it. We had to operate the company still but like we could not uh, cash the profits. And that brought a lot of hardships to my family. And Tanya was, she gained uh, weight, she discovered like that she she had diabetes so her health was like Her diabetes was 600 when we discovered she was like heavily depressed she was clinically depressed like she was in shambles and uh, one day God did something interesting Uh, we to save money since we uh, at the time I lived in one house the house next door was her brother the other house was her sister the other house was her dad, like her extended family. we all live like in, within a block from each other. so what we will do, we would buy food and book in a in a special farmers' market that only sells wholesale like to supermarkets and like to grocery stores and uh like always at the end of the week, there were some leftovers, and she felt impressed to go and visit a friend, one of my classmates. And when she arrived there, she discovered that the guy was living with bread, white bread and milk. Because he all his money, he, he had to pay the tuition and the rent and other things. And uh, he didn't have a job because I don't know what's wrong with Adventists. We tend to put our seminaries way on the boonies like uh, nothing else to do around. So he didn't have a job. And he was doing odd jobs here and there. Handyman. But was not enough to keep ends meet. And. Uh, and uh, she realized. Gee. Is there other people around? We started to knock doors. Like. Next week. We are helping two families. Three families. Two three months down the road. We are helping over 120 families. And like. Uh. Every week, we would bring enough food, almost one ton of fresh produce uh, to distribute it uh, to six families in one week and six families on the next and then the same six families and we would visit them like, but I tell you, that saved my life, saved my wife's life. Her health improved, her depression was gone. She was busy. All the kids were busy and involved like every Wednesday, Wednesday was the day that like, I would come from school, they would be arriving from Seaza, Seaza is that place, uh, and like, I would find my wife, my kids, and some of her friends like, stuffing the bags and like, uh, making the recipes because we would give the bags, and, but also the recipes of how to make this the best way possible in a healthy way. And that saved her life. She, I don't kid you. She would not be here today If it it was not by the two years that we did this. We did this until the time I graduated and I had to leave. And uh, kindness is much, much more than uh, making a positive difference in somebody else's life. Kindness also makes a positive positive difference in your life. And that's by design because God designed it so. Being kind... Is doing good to yourself, even if doesn't seem like it. At the time we didn't associate her health improvement with that. Only later, when I was preparing that sermon like years ago, that I realized, man, that's what saved her life. Because not even the doctors uh uh comprehend how she could get out of the, the hole that she was. So quickly within a couple of months. And uh, that's why Jesus, he said while he was here on this earth. uh, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good uh, to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitfully use you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And uh, just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them Likewise, if you want to be happy, if you want to get get rid of sadness and disease and anguish and hurt in your life, do good to others. That will change your mindset. You You bring peace and healing to your life. Helping others is always the best option for you. I don't know. Uh, how many of you read uh, what uh, what I put here as, as a text for you to meditate on? It's on the back of your bulletin, um, on the top of the announcements. I' gonna read it as I close. Good deeds are twice a blessing, benefiting both the giver and the receiver of kindness the consciousness of right doing is one of the best medicines for diseased bodies and minds when the mind is free and happy from a sense of duty well done and the satisfaction of giving happiness to others the cheering uplifting influence brings new life to the whole being you want to have whole life you want to be made whole Follow the example of Jesus and help others and be his help, his uh, arms and his legs He don't earth. May God bless you today.
0: You have been listening to the broadcast from the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church at 2420 East Ashman in Midland, Michigan. If you are in the area, we cordially invite you to visit our church Saturday mornings. If you are a distance away, we encourage you to continue visiting our website and weekly podcast at midlandsda.org.